right, guys, welcome back to another episode of L1A Love One Another podcast. And, and just, to, just a reminder that um, the heart behind L1A, John 17, that we would be one with one another and one with the Lord so that the, that the world would know that he sent the Son. And so everything that we do, every disciple-making principle, uh, movement practice that we do is unto Jesus and unto doing it together as family from house to house, city to city, region to region, nation to nation. And so it's just been such an honor so far just to be co-host and interview some friends and people I look up to and and really giants of the faith and peers of the faith. And God is so good that we just get to do this with one another. It's a team sport. And so today I got the absolute privilege to to have Austin and Lindsay Wilson on the podcast, just uh, people I look up to and respect, been doing this for quite some time and doing it very faithfully. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about uh, children in movement, kids in movement, and no one better to talk about it than Austin and Lindsay because they have done their fair share for reproducing, <laughs> reproducing on this earth and multiplying their own disciples in their own home. Uh, so welcome to another episode of L1A. Welcome to the L1A podcast, a space to connect, communicate, and collaborate for the advancement of the kingdom in North America and beyond. Here we will discuss the disciple-making movement that is happening in this Western context and the return to God's design for discipleship, church, and life. All right, Austin, Lindsay, thank you guys for just taking time and jumping on this podcast. I know that many uh, are going to be benefiting from this because I'm sure you're the same, but so many people ask the question, hey, what do you do with kids in simple church? What do you do with kids at church? How How do you deal with kids in movement? And it's a fair question in our culture because we haven't really seen many models like do that well of them being empowered and knowing what to do in these simple contexts. So I'm excited to dive in that with you guys. But before we do, um, Austin, Lindsay, I would love for you guys just to take some time and just share a little bit about you guys, your background, what you've been doing and making disciples just in simple ways, uh, both here and there and everywhere God has brought you. If you can just take some time and just share with the listeners. All right. Quick uh quick quick run through. Um, both of us have a very similar story of coming to Jesus. We both grew up in Christian homes. Um, and both of us cannot remember a time when Jesus was not our king. And praise God. Which is a pretty awesome thing. And we hope that's the same for our kids. Um, used to think that wasn't a good testimony, but now I realize, man, it's such such amazing grace and mercy mm-hmm. of God um miracle in our lives because most of my siblings are not following Jesus, and um, Lindsay's sister is now. But so we actually met in Iraq, which is crazy. Did you really? Wow. Um, yeah, we. I was deployed there in the army, and Lindsay was just deployed there in the Air Force. And one of my soldiers dared me to go talk to her when I was at the air base, uh, getting extra <laughs> armor for my vehicles at the time. And so God just worked it out. Did not expect to marry her. Uh, didn't. Yeah, it was just it was just neat to be able to talk to a, a Christian girl um, while I was deployed. But God worked it out. We ended up getting married about a year and three months later. And um, we, you know, until I had met Lindsay, I always say this, but until I had met Lindsay, I, I had never met somebody who had a close, intimate relationship with Jesus where they actually like had a conversation with him. And uh, Lindsay really like discipled me in, in you know, just seeing her example of of the relationship that we can have with Jesus. And I'm still learning and growing in that. But um, 
as soon as we got married, we were so excited to like join a local church and like all we knew was traditional church at the time. And we could not find a church that was like alive or, I mean, all the churches were dead that we went to. Um, there was one church like 45 minutes away that we found that we wanted to serve at. We were so excited to serve. So we, we asked the pastor like, Hey, is there any way we can serve? Like, can we do a small group? You know, like, can we help with the children's ministry? Can we help with music? Like what we love to serve as a couple. And the pastor actually told us like, Nope, we're good. Just sit in the pew basically, you know, <laughs> like and it kind of, it was, I mean, looking back, maybe that was the Lord speaking through him or something, but um, we ended up having a friend group there that that loved Jesus um, at this army base that I was at, and we were all hanging out, eating dinner, um, young couples, barely had any kids. We hadn't even had our first yet, and we were just sitting around, and I actually was talking to them about the church situation, and I just said, man, why don't we just meet up in our homes and like... The man in the house just brings something. We just rotate homes. And we did that for two years after that. Um, and basically, like, have really just never gone back to, you know, traditional traditional church. Not that it's not that it's wrong. It's just we've just enjoyed the, the community, the intimacy, the accountability um, that happens in a small gathering of believers. Yeah. And really the growth that happened was as exponential in all of our lives there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, uh, that was almost 15 years ago now. So we've been doing simple churches for a long time, and now we got seven kids of our own, and our oldest is 13, our youngest is three, and they've grown up uh, not ever, I mean, they may have been to a traditional church like once or twice in their life, but it's it's been a, it's been an awesome journey, and we're really thankful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, well, just a fun question to start off. Uh, I've been asking this to everybody on every episode so far, just to kind of draw out a little bit for the listeners to get to know you more and, and, and the way that you think. So just a fun question to each of you. If you guys could be best friends with one of the disciples or early church leaders, who would you pick and why? I mean, the first one that comes to mind for me is Paul. I love, I love Paul's writings. I, you know, I love the epistles so much. I just don't know if I could keep up with Paul. That's not... Paul, <laughs> <Well, I> who mean, <laughs> <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lindsay? I don't know. I mean, I guess the first thought that came to mind for me was like the women that followed Jesus. Yeah. Like I would have just loved to have been friends with them. It's amazing. Even thinking about how you know the women really helped took care and raised funds for Jesus's ministry. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, not often talked about, like really helped finance his journeys and all that he was had going on as, you know, unsung heroes. So y'all got seven kids been married for what you said, 15 years. Yeah, almost fifteen. Yeah. That's that's amazing. So and and they've grown up in this. Like they have grown up in simple church and making disciples. Is it true? Like that's that's all they know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they think it's more odd if we walk into a church building. They still wow. don't understand what the church buildings are totally for most of them. <laughs> yeah. But when yeah. they see them on the side of the road, but I mean, I think they get that people meet in there. But it's just you know. Let's start then. Let's. Let's start with the, you know, the blessings that you've seen that have come from this, because some of the questions that are pretty big from people that are contemplating doing simple church and making disciples, or at least making that transition from a prevailing model of church to simple church, they'll ask, well, what about leadership? What about money? And then what about the kids? Right. And so you guys have lived into this at many seasons of life. So even just from your perspective, like 
What have you seen with the kids? What about the kids? I think the best part of it is you get to see how like we get to be a family and like how church can become a family and how everyone starts to love. Like it's not just about the adults. It's about the kids too. Yeah. And about how even younger kids can like bless older people and how older people can bless the younger ones and give them encouragement or like young single people can really be like a good role model for a young teen or, you know, babies can just sometimes bring joy or laughter Mm -hmm. in a awkward moment or like, there's just so many like good things that like can happen when you just put all age groups together. Um, I think that's been, I guess the blessing of it has just been like seeing how how much that kids understand through this model that the church is the people and not like necessarily just the gathering. Um, you know, I think early on too, we had to unlearn some things. Um, you know, sometimes with traditional church, we separate the kids from the adults and we we think we, you know, it's really hard to learn from God or to pay attention or to, you know, to hear what God's speaking with kids, you know, just being a distraction. The reality is, is God can teach us so much through our kids. And actually it's something yeah. that God told Lindsay back in the day. She was frustrated one time. We were at a church gathering. There's nobody to watch the kids at the time. and We didn't have the, some of the techniques we have now. And um, she was kind of frustrated and God just spoke to her clearly like, what do you say to you? Yeah, I mean, he was basically like, if I can't, like, don't think that I can't teach you what you need to know, like, through them. Because it was often, mm-hmm. like, depending on how many kids you have or the type of kids, like, some sometimes you can't, like, if it's just our kids, like, we can just let them go. Like, we know. But, like, if there's other kids or a mix of kids, sometimes you can't just, like, let them go play. I- or I don't know, you know. Sometimes you there has to be somebody there to kind of monitor them. So I felt like I was always the one doing that. And so every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, I was with them. And that's when the Lord really spoke to me that like, though this is different than what you've always done, like, I can still teach you. Wow. And it can be tough. It can be tough because it's not what you're used to. And you just, it doesn't make sense. And you're like, but I'm not getting fed or I'm not this or that, you know, like when you kind of come from that and you realize like, yeah, it's just different. God can teach us all sorts of ways, not just through mm-hmm. being with adults. Yeah. And something you said too, that I picked up on, I love that you said your kids don't just see it as the gathering, but they see it as the people, you know, so they're, they're picking up this lifestyle of hearing, obeying, and spreading. Uh, are there any g- examples that you can share about your kids of like just picking up this disciple-making lifestyle of hearing, obeying, and spreading Jesus, even outside of the gathering? I mean, even just our older kids with our younger kids. I mean, our older kids always have a desire to to teach the younger kids. And mm-hmm. man, I forget the specifics of it the other day, but one of my kids told me something that they learned. And I was like, where'd you learn that? And they're like, Claire told me. I was like, nice, Claire. Good work. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah. told, I forget the specifics of it, but it was something like she she taught them something from the Bible. Like, and um, 
And I and I think even as like siblings, like they, you know, they'll, you know, a lot of their share, like sharing what they learn is they'll share it with their younger sibling who wasn't sitting in with us, who was in the other room playing, but they might want to share it with them during the week. And, or, you know, they, yeah, I think, and even like having desires to like share Jesus with people at the store or, you know, the, the last guest, can we go share with this person or, you know, not all the time, but you know, when the, I don't know when the spirit leads them. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, yeah. They're learning just, too. Yeah. When they don't know, they don't know a Christianity that's scared of sharing the gospel. They don't know a yeah. Christianity that's, that doesn't sp- spend time with Jesus and love others and have people in their home. And um, they just, they don't know anything other than that. So, just recently, I was at a Walmart picking up some things kind of late at night, and I had my two oldest daughters with me, and I wanted to leave. You know, I was kind of in a rush, and as I'm walking out, my, one of my daughters says, Dad, I think we should go share with the girl at the customer service desk. And I was like, <laughs> like, I don't, we don't have time for that. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Like, it was late. It was like, I got to get back to... Anyway, but then I was like, man, how can I say no to that? You know, in the Holy Spirit, I'm, I wasn't really listening to the Holy Spirit at the time. Um, you know, but my daughter was, and we went and shared and it was amazing. It ended up being, a, the, the woman was Iraqi and I was able to share with, you know, I know how to share with Muslims and stuff. And we were able to just, you know, share with her how I met my wife in Iraq and how I love Iraqis, Iraqis. And yeah, it was just, it was really cool. It was just because of my daughter. Um, That's and then, you know, even just example wise, like my, my five-year-old, uh, this morning, was it this morning? I think it was this morning. I, I walked by the living room and I looked and I said, Mercy, what are you doing? Our five-year-old, her name is Mercy. I said, Mercy, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm spending time with Jesus. <laughs> and she had like her little notebook and her little, uh, like her so stuff funny. on the couch. And yeah, but just like, you know, she's just catching stuff. We didn't, we haven't taught her or, you know, told her to go share time, you know, spend time with yeah. Jesus. But she's just, She's catching. I mean, it's, it sounds like too that you guys either intentionally or unintentionally are like training your kids in mall and model assist watch and leave because it sounds like they're beginning to do that in their DNA naturally and everything they're doing. Is is that something that you guys have tried to pass on or are they just picking that up as they go? Uh, they're just picking it up. We're, oh, yeah. we're not, we're not having intentionally taught them that, that acronym or anything. Um, but I mean, we do even just with like chores and stuff, like we'll tell, you know, the older kids like, Hey, as soon as you teach, you know, you know, one of our kids, the, the younger kids to do something, then you don't have to do it anymore. But you have this system first, you got to help them. And then once they get good at it, then, you know, you, you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So things like that. Um, yeah, I think it's just, you don't have to try like to model like your life just is. Like you're, whether you want to be modeling or not, you're modeling. Yeah. I think it's just that aspect of it is just like we're always like being that I think so so we're talking about the lifestyle but let's focus on the gathering for a second and what what does it look like for you guys I mean you got seven kids and there's other kids from other families that are coming what are some things that you've done to one bring the kids to make them part of the church as one family but also like, you know, times when they're going off and playing, like, what, what does that look like for you just to give some insight to others of some things that maybe they can do 
in the gatherings? Or, or is it we just need to get over our Western mindset that it's messy and loud? Like, is it all of that combined? Yeah, it's all of that combined. Um, there are some techniques, though, that, you know, we've kind of learned over the years. And, um, you know, we as much as possible, we want the kids to be involved and be part of the gathering, you know, of the church. And um, I think, you know, basically when we do most of the time, we follow a three-thirds format. We don't all the time. In fact, this past Sunday, we just literally prayed and worshiped for a while. And then we played a game, ate dinner. And then watch some of the chosen. Like that was our gathering. And it was like <laughs> way longer than we expected, but it just happened that way. Like everybody wanted to hang out. It's like it, we're becoming a family, and that you know that's really like the the church gathering. Like you need a family. Like the body of Christ should be a family. It's not just a training ground. You know, I think that's one of the things we've learned over the years too. Like sometimes with in certain circles, you know, like we've made the gathering a training ground um, yeah. instead of realizing like man, we need to be the church and we need to be family and really i I look at the the simple smallest you know a small gathering of believers you know you want to have a small gathering of believers where it can be your immediate family basically you know like the whole church is your extended family but your immediate family is that one gathering that you live life with and you do you do life with not just you know a sunday gathering which yeah. yeah i mean i think with that like because kids are part of that family we we try to keep them in there as as much as we can but you know there's certain ages where you just can't expect them to have sit there that long i mean it's just you know so but um we definitely try to involve them in like the how are you doings and like the looking back on the week kind of the look back portion you know of kind of the gathering and um just participating, whether we break up into like groups of three and then there's a child with each group or whether we're doing it all together and talking about the week or kind of some of the loving accountability or whatever it is that they're just really able to be involved and share um, and pray with with us or in the groups yeah. if we you know split up and then worshiping, keeping them with us to sing and I mean, involving them, even if they can play instruments, like our our seven-year-old plays the box drum at church. (laughs) Our 13-year-old does the piano. Right. And so I think like letting them, even if they're learning guitar, have them play it with you. Like it's a small, we're not trying to impress anybody. Like it's a small gathering, but it makes them feel like part of the worship. Um. Those are just some ideas, keeping the kids in. So, yeah, we keep the kids along. And then after after worshiping and praying, kind of the first part of look up, um, we then say, hey, if you want to stay in the gathering, you can. Uh, if you want to go to the playroom, you know, you can or outside or depending on where you are. Yeah. I actually love that because that's like working their their freedom muscle where they don't feel forced to stay there. And if they want to, great. And if not, they're not feeling shame, condemnation, and it's just building those heart connections too the whole time. A little helpful hint for the first part, when you do keep children with you, what we've learned is that if you keep kids with their families, they do a lot better than if you just lump all the kids in the middle together or over here together. That's kids a great tend, tip. Kids tend to get rowdy together. But if you say like, if whoever's officiating is just like, Hey, can all the kids like sit with their families? So sit by family, 
then it's a little less that is chaos. a pro tip right there yeah <laughs> as as a facilitator i just i just you know especially if you have new families or new new kids too sometimes you just say all right kids hey everyone go sit with your families we're gonna sit with your family right now you know and just kind of if it's the whole church doing it it's not pointed at anybody and Everybody goes and sits. And there's a positive peer pressure that happens. You know, the kids that are sitting good with their family, you know, are getting looked at by the kids who want to get up and do something else. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's really helpful. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I know, like, we're not uh, to your level of seven kids, but we do have four. And uh, and it's been it's been like a, a wild journey, too, but a, but a great one. You know, we've gone through the diaper stages together. And now we're to the point where, our oldest daughter, uh, when we have other kids over, they'll actually lead their own three-thirds group there. Like, they'll join for worship. They're like, hey, Malia, like, what story do you want to do for Look Up Today? And they'll be right next to us, but they'll do their own story. And then when they're done with it, they'll come to the adults and they'll act it out and act out the story, what they just did. And, and for, like, a father's heart to see them, to engage in the story, take ownership of it, and then come excitedly share this little drama that they just made up. And you know, it's, it's nothing great or crazy, but they're doing it. You know, they're, they're really going for it. it is, it's just so special. And uh, even last weekend, we were at a, at a new friend's house who had four young kids and they asked us to share the three thirds with them because they had never heard of that before. And, and so I had my kids stand up and my kids showed them the hand motions. You know, just like simple things like that that are just so fun just to to see your kids step up and and just out of a, you know, I mean, they're not thinking that they're training. They're just sharing what they know and they're having fun and it's normal life for them. Right. You know, and as, as a mom and dad, to see them grow up in that and they're not losing out on not being in traditional church. They're not losing out from the wonderful experiences that I had in church. You know, they're having separate wonderful experiences in this model and they're not going to regret that so anyway I, i'm just grateful as a dad as, as i'm getting to see some of these things as well um what what about those that are that maybe do have greater apprehensions about this and say hey they're going to miss out on youth group or the social life and i want them to be around more kids or i can't focus because it's too loud like what what's some encouragement you guys can just even give to just some of the, the fears and, and common questions that, that people would have. I think, I mean, we were learning some our kids actually, um, we just moved to a new place and we are trying to find some, some more friends for them, you know? And so sometimes when you have a smaller home church that doesn't have a lot of other kids as friends, like um, it can be, it can be a little tougher. Um, we actually have a really good friend of ours that's leading. Um, she, she actually, so they go to our, our gather, they're part of our church and, and come to our, our gathering of the church on Sundays. And she's still part of a traditional church periodically, but she helps do the middle school girls. And it's interesting, like <laughs> our girls have gone to the, to the youth group thing and they've enjoyed some of the games and some of that stuff, but, they are just so surprised at like the immaturity almost of some of the girls in like talking about the Bible and talking about Jesus. And like, it's just incredible. Um, anyway, and that, that's not really knocking things, but we're just realizing like that our girls don't even totally really want to go to youth group 
obviously all kids their age want friends to hang out with but i think they even realized in the little bit that they went like wow i'm not completely missing out because we kind of do this already (laughs) or like you know like are we kind of like do this as a family and as a home church already like it it was kind of interesting to hear their feedback in that way i mean it is more of their peers but um, yeah. But the similar type of thing, you know. Um, I'm sure they probably enjoyed. Did they enjoy like being with them, but just not so much? They didn't feel like they were missing out. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think the biggest part with that, I mean, that I could encourage is like if you're following Jesus and it's what He's telling you to do for your family, like it's gonna be the best thing. And so, and I'm not, you know, I don't think it's that we should pigeonhole ourselves and that we have to stay in this or we can't branch out and do that or we can't, but like if Jesus calls us to something or he might move us to go help in some other area and our kids will be involved in this other thing. But if it's what God has, it's going to be best for them. And I think we can rest assured in that. And I guess that's, you know, easily said, but I got you with your question, you know, what you're saying is we can have fears that we're missing out or that our kids are missing out, but really sometimes we don't realize some of the best things are just right in front of us. (laughs) Yeah. And you guys have been just exceptional examples of that, of just image bearers in your own home and, and raising kids with that same mentality, that same worldview. Um, Clearly that that's passing on to them, which is amazing. Like what, on your daily rhythms, are, are there any certain things you do just as moms and dads of, of daily or weekly rhythms with your kids that just could be an encouragement to other parents? Do Lindsay, especially, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm gone a lot of the day, but I, and just a literally a quick encouragement for you ladies out there. Like I've come to realize there is no better discipleship, no better discipleship opportunity on this earth than the mothers out there. Like man, say, say that again. That's so true. You mothers, you mothers are the best disciples out there. Like you have the best opportunity of discipleship out there because you're 24 seven with those kids. You know, they're seeing your life. They're seeing how you react. They're seeing how you follow Jesus. They're seeing how you help them to follow Jesus. And, and that discipleship is not just meeting once a week as a church. Um, Jesus doesn't do that hardly, you know, like that's not what that's not all he does. Like he does go to the synagogues and he's with his disciples, but he's living life with them. He's in the harvest with them. He's 24-7 with them. And that's the best discipleship there is. Some techniques and stuff around that. I mean, Lindsay's, you know, she's always helping to bring me back. Like I'm kind of focused out of the family a lot. And she's so focused, you know, on the family. But I mean, we're both focused outward as well. But like she always helps bring me back. Like, man, you know, I got some teenage girls now, like. And even, even, you know, my young kids, they still need my attention and they need time with me. Um, so, you know, we go on uh, a date with one of our seven kids uh, once a week, each of us. So they get, mm-hmm. so in about three or four weeks, each of them get, get a date with mom or dad. So I just went with, I went with my five-year-old today. Um, we went to Dunkin' Donuts, got some hot chocolate, and then we went outside and sat by the road and watched cars go by and, you know, talked about life. And she was telling me how she wants me to be in her wedding. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Mercy, I'll be. Don't worry, Mercy, I'll be in your way. <laughs> For sure, be there. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay also intentionally meets with our 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 daughters um, to like get in the scriptures and and talk about life and 
and kind of, you know, really do some intentional discipleship with them. And then, you know, stuff happens. I mean, at the whenever we have a meal at the breakfast table or the dinner table, especially when I'm there, like, you know, I always try to like bring up something I'm reading or a question that I want them to know, but I want them to see their answer, you know, and just Deuteronomy 6 says, you know, to talk about him as you rise up, as you walk around, you know, as you go by your day, as you lay down, like, um, just everywhere we should be talking to our kids and, and showing them examples of of truth and deception, you know, and um, life and bondage, you know. And But, I mean, some other quick techniques, like, we, one of the things that's really helped us is um, we do scripture memory. Um, Lindsay does it. She actually reviews it a lot in our homeschool. We homeschool our kids still right now. We're praying about the oldest ones going to high school to be a light there, but also to, like, kind of, you know, experience some of the world while they're still under our roof. Um, but little side note there, but but we also, we've memorized a lot with our kids by just every meal. They have to, before they can be excused, we either review a verse or they have to, you know, quote a verse um, or we've, we've actually memorized large portions of scripture um, as a family just That's by right. doing that super easy. Just, you know, consistency over time is really key yeah. in, in life, you know, and especially as a family. Um, so, so that's, those are a couple of things that we, we try to do to really intentionally be with our kids and, and disciple them to become disciples of Jesus. You know? yeah, that's, that's so helpful. And just some incredible tips that that scripture memory, honestly, is like, like you said, that consistency over a long period of time, that's just one of the best disciplines and habits of parents that we can have. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we don't have to do these big moments every once in a while, but just the, it's, it's the little things. You know, I know something that, that I do with my kids every day. And it's, once again, it's, it's really small. It's not a lot, but the hour after dinner, I've got four kids. And so I spend 15 minutes with just one kid every single day where for that 15 minutes, whatever they want to do, it's them and daddy for those 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, that sounds small, but you add that up over a week. You add that over a month, a year, you're, you're realizing over 18 years, that's, that's a lot of FaceTime one-on-one with dad every single day. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just treasuring those moments where I just get to be on the ground or playing and playing tractors and, you know, just building that connection with my kids. And, yeah. you know, when, when life gets tough, when the big questions come, like we need that heart connection with them so they'll come to us and trust us. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you guys, you know, you're a really, really setting the bar with that. But, but it's yeah. not cause like you, you guys, you guys are so humble. Like, it's not because you're great or anything, but you're just, you're abiding in Jesus and you're just doing the best to do that too. And, and Jesus gives the increase. He, he provides the uh, opportunities and um, yeah. And no one's perfect. You know, there's no perfect parents. I, I think it's so interesting how all parents are rookies. You oh, know, yeah. there's, no, there's no expert parents. We don't know what we're doing. No. We're on this podcast. <laughs> well, we don't know what we're doing. We're just, <laughs> yeah. we're going <laughs> Once every kid's different right we thought we knew everything then we had our seventh kid we don't know anything now we, know, now we don't know anything <laughs> let's speak on that for a second right like um you say hey we're on this podcast we don't know what we're doing people could be <laughs> listening to this thinking like man these guys are experts right <laughs> but but the truth is not that you're not but no one has it figured out no one's right. cornered the market so if anyone is intimidated or like this is going to be so hard like 
welcome to the club. Yeah. And we've been 15 years doing this with kids in church, but like definitely didn't start off that way. And we just tried to listen to Jesus and do the best we could each step right. of the way. And not every, it wasn't always perfect. And that's what hopefully will happen to you is every step of the way you'll listen to Jesus yep. and, <laughs> and it'll be good. Asking like for wisdom. You know? and I, yeah. And cause exactly. even every church setting is different and like the groups yeah. of kids are different and yeah, it's just, the variables are always different. Well, one, one way that we've been wrapping up these episodes has kind of been fun. We've been doing the quick three, right? And so, so just the final three questions is kind of snappy, brief. But the first question uh, one of y'all can answer is, if you could give some advice to somebody that's considering doing Simple Church, but one of their fears or hangs up, hang-ups is, well, what do we do with the kids? What's some advice you can give to somebody that's just that's really contemplating stepping into it and this will push them over the edge. I mean, that's probably advice a lot of people give is just, just start, <laughs> just, just start doing it. But, but involve the kids. A lot of kids think, oh, the adults do this, and I'll, you know, we do our youth group, we do our Sunday school, we do whatever. But man, really involve them and and pay attention to them and and take them seriously. You know, like when we when we talk to our kids as when we gather as a church, like talk to them just like we do the adults. You know. Um, we want to listen to what they have to say. And if they don't want to, that's okay. We go to the next kid and, you know, it's fine. But just that's start. good. Like just that, that ownership and empowerment and just yeah. giving them the opportunities. Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. That's what I would tell them. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Such is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. It, they, yeah. It's the truth. <laughs> and they have the same Holy Spirit in them yeah. that we do. So, so second question, I'll, I'll throw this one to Lindsay. Um, what, what are some things that, that you've really learned from the kids about the kingdom of God that you wouldn't have learned otherwise? That it's really simple. That it's about loving God and loving people. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that it, the kids teach you that it's so simple. Like, that we complicate it so much, but it's not. Amen. Well, final question. I'll throw this to, to both of you all. And... You know, just in the spirit of L1A, loving one another, um, you know, seriousness isn't a fruit of the spirit, but joy is, right? And <laughs> and as we go on this journey together, like, it, it's life is hard, everything, like, it's difficult, it's not fair, but man, we might as well enjoy the journey and have some fun and delight in the Lord and one another. So just a fun question, what what is just the most fun and enjoyable memory that you guys have as a family? We have a lot. <laughs> I mean, I think just... I don't know. The only thing I can think of is recently, the other night, just playing games together. Like on Saturday nights, we like worship. We do like a worship night together as a family, and then we play games. And playing throw throw burrito has been a blast lately. (laughs) Uh, You know. Yeah, I mean, I say some of our fondest memories have been that um, when we're totally focused on each other or God. Like we've had some amazing dance parties, worshiping and um, just together. And I'd say those are some of the best. Well, Austin, Lindsay, thank you so much for just sharing what God's been teaching you and kids and movement, sharing your heart, sharing your stories. Uh, I love you guys both so much. You know how much y'all mean to me and, and hope I see you guys soon. But thank you guys for joining on the podcast today. Yeah. Love you too, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the L1A podcast. 
If you are interested in learning more about this topic or getting connected with the other disciple makers in your area, visit loveoneanother.life. Again, that's loveoneanother.life.